You're listening to It's Not a Show with Tara Francisco and Rance Rizzuto. They're usually performers, but today they're just pals. And it's not a show. Hi, everybody. We're live on It's Not a Show.com. We're so glad that you're here. We just did a live recording that you'll hear, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, after the fact. Thanks for coming on and listening to our, our, our double episode, Dave. We're so glad you're here. Yeah. Hey, I'm Rance Rizzuto. I'm Charity Francisco. And it's still us, uh, still not doing no show. This is not a show. <laughs> oh, you got it. It's been a while. I'll tell you what. It's 2022. We're getting through it. I'll tell you what. Today, Rance, yep. is MLK Junior Day. And oh. here in where we are in central Ohio, it is also a snow day. It is like the snowiest of days. Yeah, this this winter storm ripped through and yeah. uh and uh, we didn't have the most amount of snow but it's still it's uh i think some plowing has been done on the old roads and it's still white out there so i'll tell you something cute you know we lived in chicago for 15 plus years so we're very chicago-y um but i was born here in columbus ohio sea bus as we call it uh colloquially and uh rance is now a sea bus head and um not not anything anyone says as we call it <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, we, we lived in an apartment our entire the entirety of the time we lived in Chicago, because yeah. that's just sort of the way for many of us, and uh, certainly can be here as well. But we were fortunate enough to find a house here, um, and our neighborhoods are so sweet. There's actually people outside that all like band together that have like snowblowers and stuff, and they just went around snowblowing the, the entirety of the neighborhood. Yeah. It's so cute. It's it's like it's really nice. Uh, although I notice our sidewalks are still yeah <laughs> covered Look, with snow. We but. we got the lump of coal, I think. Uh, because, well, I, honestly, I think it's just because we're on a corner, but we're still waiting to see if they might do it. They went on this main drag, and we're on the corner of that drag, so we're hoping that they also do our stuff, so we don't have to shovel snow. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: If they don't. It's probably gonna stain that way. <laughs> yeah, jokes on them. They can, they can, they can plow it, or we can leave it. I, Last time it snowed. I think it snowed earlier this month, and when it snowed, it, it rained the very next day, and it was all yeah, gone. So it's like, gone. maybe this this will probably stick around a little more, but um, it'll also go away at some let's point. Let's talk. A, let's talk about this. Okay. Let's do it. When you were a kid. Yeah. Do you remember any snow days specifically? Um, well, in or- I grew up in Oregon, oh. and things are very different there than they are here. The old, um, the old Midwest, mid east of uh, of the United States. Uh huh. Um, I prefer to call it the mid east because it's <laughs> yeah. We barely, made, we barely made it through a third of the country towards the yeah. west. To, We're quite uh, literally almost the east coast in in columbus so it's yeah. a it's a funny it's funny that we're still midwestern but our demeanor certainly is yes so yeah. so here chicago it's like everyone it's like plows and salt and plows and salt you want to not go to school there had better be four inches of snow and it had better be so cold that the plows can't get through it and uh you'd better hope that uh the bus drivers just aren't brave enough to handle it yeah, it's about Oregon, bravery. It's about yeah, bravery. in Oregon, however, there is no salt. There, they do not use salt. There is zero salt. Um, 
uh, at least where I grew up around Portland. And did you all know that? Did, did everyone listening know that? I don't think I knew that no one, I, I, I was surprised that people outside of the Midwest and East Coast don't use salt. You want to talk about what you what you all do in the West Coast? Yeah, it is all gravel and it is chains, meaning like everyone chains, everyone puts chains on their tires and everyone uh, or or everyone buys and has no tires put on their cars during the winter, uh, which is like little studs on the tires. And if it snows a half inch, you don't go to school. It's that that's, is, that's all it takes. That is a kid's paradise. I mean, yeah. I really, I truly, when Rance was like, yeah, if we got a half inch in, in Portland, we'd be home. I was like, what are you talking about? Because I'm coming from the land of, you know, Chicago is like a full foot of snow to get canceled. I'd say that Columbus is really similar to that, that we, because we have salt and plows and all that stuff to kind of get you through on the main drags. But neighborhoods are t- typically like demolished with snow and it's... It, it really tough to get around. And I remember as a kid being like, it's got to be a snow day. And there'd be like eight, you know, eight inches sometimes and you would still go. It was yeah. wild. I think because there was no salt, it typically meant that there would be, uh, a la- there was like more likely to be freezing rain and, uh-huh. uh, and black ice in. Sure. And so if it snowed, as it got to the temperature of snowing, it probably means there's a layer of ice under the snow. So that's part of the like why it only takes a half inch, just because there's no salt to melt it and everyone's just sliding all over the roads. And there's way more hills all over yeah. the place. That makes sense. The hilliness of like a coastline makes more sense to me because here we're we're pretty flat until you get to the southern part of the state. But it's it's yeah, it's makes sense. That makes sense. Here's here's my question for you. Do you remember having any fun on snow days that are that you're like are, are prominent for you? Yeah, because there was a there was a hill right on my street, like a big, decent sized hill that was like a a city block away. Or the roads were more windy in the suburb I lived in, so it was like just around the bend. But we would take the sled up to the top of the hill and go shooting down. And if you were lucky. I could probably make it to my house on a sled run if um, if it was like good slippery conditions and I steered right because if you go just straight down the hill, there's <laughs> a curve uh, and the neighbor our neighbor's house is on the curve. So if you could get around the curve, you could do it. But typically it would mean uh, if you don't bail on your sled, you fall into the, the pit of the that person's front yard. <laughs> Oh no. Yeah, which is what a lot of cars did when it was icy yeah. to the point that neighbor filled uh because people would like speed through our neighborhood and not make that turn and go they had at least three cars go into their front yard and then they filled it with giant boulders just to be like, here's some like you wanna you wanna keep driving faster here? Good luck. Here's some danger. Yeah. But we also live, we live very close to Mount Hood. Uh like it was probably 45 minute drive to Mount Hood. And I think because of that, because Portland was a, let's go to the mountains, let's go skiing, let's go um, entertaining mm. up at the mountains. That's part of it is like people always had chains or snow tires on them in the winter, just because they were going to recreate to go to the mountains. So it just, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 
I didn't even think of that. Like they want to get to the snowiest place. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So we have like, yeah, we have uh, snow days here are always sledding, but there's like enough hills around that you can just, you know, run, run to some place in the neighborhood and get to a good hill. But I'll tell you what I was, I was a big, I was real fond of sledding. I had two sleds consistently used uh, one of plastic toboggan sort of sled mm -hmm. it was so fast. Oh, I loved it so much. And I went sledding on this crazy hill once in a, in a place called Brookside. It's like a golf course that had like a lot of big hills that kids went to. And I remember I just gotten this, this cool leather, soft leather coat. I was probably like in eighth grade. Uh, and it was like, so beautiful. It was like a beautiful soft leather coat that was like sort of trendy at this point of the year. Yeah. And I had just unwrapped it. I mean, I had just gotten it and I was on one of those metal sleds. The coat got caught under the metal sled and I shredded the coat <laughs> immediately got home. And my parents were like, what, what happened? And I was like, I, I was a kid and I ruined, I ruined this thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I ruined it. You see, I ruined it. I'll tell you what happened. Oh. I was a kid, man. I had like, I never had the best sled. I had an okay sled and fad yeah. the best sled. Oh, let's talk about, oh, time out, time out. You yeah. whiz past your friend Thad. Let's just talk about Thad for a second. Uh, yeah, my friend Thad, he lived right across the street from, actually, he lived right across the street from the house with the pit that cars would go into. There we go, there we go. Diagonally across the street from me. And he had one of those metal turn the turn the front thing kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, classic, um, what, rosebud sleds, I guess. Yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know what that sled <laughs> rosebud is even. But uh, it's like that. It's like that. his could steer, and I had like a blue plastic one that uh, for a long time that was just like you go down and that's it. Uh, yeah. So when I was mentioning being able to get home and steering, it would be using bad sled that could steer. I'll be honest with you, even though those sleds Finally. you're talking about are really are really like well known and yeah. they're they're like cooler looking, I feel like they're way sloppier to sled on because you can you can flop off the sled easier, like because they have a wood base usually that's a seat. Yeah. And like you can also sled off your sled. Whereas like a plastic toboggan, you're in you're in it to win it. Those disc kind are the fastest, scariest. And yeah. like I had a long, a long one that was like a plastic, I don't know what to call that, like a shoe, you know, a, a yeah. rectangle. And yeah. I love that one because I could kind of steer it and it was fairly safe. You could you know, that's like, the kind that I had. Was that yeah, it had a rope. It was like you could kind of guide it, but the not kind the same as the other one. The kind that you could easily use as like uh, a seed starter. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Deep cut. <laughs> it just has, cut. That, it has that feel of like, oh, I guess you could go down the snow in this. <laughs> it could break. It could break. It could break. Uh, yeah. I, if, if you're listening live, of course, feel free to weigh in on your snow day experiences. We also love hearing things from our live viewers. But of course, uh, this is a podcast. So you might be listening to it much later, later on yeah. than, than right now. And we always take uh, feedback and debatables at itsnotashow.com. Go to itsnotashow.com to submit a debatable, a quandary, or a riddle for us to solve mm -hmm. during the show. Really? And, uh, feel free to weigh in on any episode that you hear. We sure love that stuff. In fact, some of our future episodes coming soon, we'll have one of our friends, Michael Tonovitz, weighing in on uh, reviewing our reviews of certain debatables. So we'd love to hear from you uh, yeah. whenever you want to weigh in. For as hot as our takes are, his takes, takes his takes are uh, sizzling. Oh, sizzling takes from sizzling. some of our listeners. Also, I should just give another thank you. Thank you, everybody in No Show Nation uh, on It's Not a Show, because 
we have been so fortunate that people jumped right into loving this podcast. Thank you so much. We did this during 2020 when we needed kind of an outlet for chatting and connecting with our community and just sort of, you know, doing something creative in addition to a game show we host and some stuff we do to support our community here in central Ohio. But uh, it was just so fun right away that we went quickly to top 50 podcasts um, ranking for comedy and improv. And we just wanted to say thank you for that. So thank you. If you, if you have rated this podcast, thank you. And if you would like to, we sure would appreciate it because we want to keep it going and know that people have interest in just chatting about dumb stuff. I'll tell you what, the last two years has been hard. It's been a really hard yeah. time in this era of our lives. And if we can take a little, uh, a little sting out of that zing, for any of our no-show nation, then we'll happily do so, and yeah. it'll be probably talking about things that don't matter at all. Yeah, that's the important. That's that's the whole reason for this. Get some of that heat out. Get some of that sting out of the zing. Oh. Uh, talking about stuff that doesn't matter at all. You got it. Uh, and we can only assume that your uh, past couple of years have not been the best. Um, I, I so don't think we're the only ones, but uh, <laughs> it's. So I, I feel pretty confident in like. Every, Everyone's not had the best two years of their lives. The last a solid, two. solid guess. Unless you were you... born in like January 2020, then these are like definitely the only years of your life. So they have to be the best. And the worst. And the worst. <laughs> and, you know, as you're out there doing good work for people in real time, in real life, all over the world, I hope you can unload with a little silliness with us on this dumb, dumb show and many things like it that give you some protection and safety throughout this time. I, with that all said, Rance, uh, again, letting people know they can go to It's Not a Show to listen to any prior podcast and or submit a debatable of their own. I think yeah. we can move on to maybe our debatable today. Do you want to do so? Let's do it. Okay, now mm -hmm. here's the deal. This debatable is from a person in Columbus, Ohio. Honestly, rare. We often have a lot of people that are submitting from Canada, the UK, and all over the United States. But this one is from right here, Rance, from our friend, Bridget Mendiuk. Are you oh. ready? I'm going to put it up on the screen for anyone that's watching the live uh, impromptu stream today. Okay. But uh, And just for you to have reference to the debatable of the day. It's completely unrelated to snow. And it is this. Quack-cha! Bridget asks, what is the best appetizer for the table? Best appetizer for the table. Now, what I think she means by that is what is the best appetizer for many people to indulge in at the same table? If they're going to order an order of blank, what is the right appetizer to order? This is the kind of debatable and quandary I love because yeah. we can go through a smattering of ideas and see why some things are failures and why things are successes. This, I think this would have been easier 10 years ago. Why is that? Because uh, a lot of like great appetizers destroy people with gluten allergies. Oh, that's fair. So, okay, so let's, let's say this. Uh, that can be included in your response, of course, Rance. Thank you. But um, let's say that like barring allergies... Uh, so that we can take that into consideration and know that we have that in our in our you know it's in our scope. But like, okay. assuming everyone is is fairly allergy free, what are the best appetizers to share? Mozzarella sticks. Next Easily. Question. <laughs> Next question. Starting this episode so short. Mm. Let me tell you something. 
Kachamp, the only answer to this question in my, in my uh, well, not my only, but the one of the tops has got to be Mont Six because you don't get your grubby little mitts all over everybody else's BS. Yep. Don't, that, don't, don't smear your little mitts all over my food. I don't want your mitts all over my food. Get your little grubbies off mine. Yeah, it's it's a separated food. Like I will go with chicken fingers too, but it's a, like chicken fingers are a little bit too man too proteiny and too meaty to be an appetizer because the, now you're now you're running the risk of spoiling your meal. I would and go also eliminating like probably like vegetarians. Not that we aren't you know vegans probably aren't going to have any any chance at, at, at appetizer sharing, but like vegetarians can still get get down for the mozzarella sticks. Yeah. And let me tell you another one that's akin to this that I also enjoy that is something I'd only get as like an app and I would never think to have it in regular time anywhere is okay. potato skins. Potato skins got real potato appeal and made with potatoes and skins that are real. Copyright cute. infringement. Copyright infringement yep. from rant from a 1989 commercial. Listen, here's I, the deal. Yep. I, like potato skins are good. They shouldn't be good. Look, I'm mad. I'm getting mad. They shouldn't be good, but they are good because if you yeah. get a good potato skin, it's A, it's a meal. Yeah. B, it's just a loaded baked potato that's been cut in like, I don't know, quarters, halves, whatever is happening there. I've never made potato but skins. It's also like I've had potatoes. It's like what they, like, if they're like, let's, let's sell baked potatoes and they're like, well, these potatoes won't, won't do. They're too small. And they're like, ah, yeah. I know what to do with them. I'm going to chop these up. I'm going to potato skin them. I, I think that that's the same category as your mozzarella skin. Uh, I said mozzarella skins. Gross. Don't ever eat mozzarella. <laughs> oh. oh, can I get an order of mozzarella skins for the table? Oh, no one else wanted these? These are just for me? <laughs> End of the night, you're like trying to split the bill, and everyone's like, do not split the mozzarella <laughs> Can I get some can I get some potato sticks and mozzarella skins? Right potato sticks. Oh. <laughs> I think that they're the same energy rants that like you said mozzarella sticks. That was on my hot, that was my one of my first hot hits. And yeah. and potato skins, because you also know, and this is this is important, this is crucial. You also know how to divide them. So it's not even just about the touching, it's like everyone gets a stick is yeah. an easier thing to do. Then the old sloppiest of all, nachos. Uh, nachos is the worst. Uh, let me tell you about nachos. Talk about it. So busy. Like, uh, like A, I didn't used to, uh, uh, like, I was not interested in potato skins because they seemed too busy. Loaded, yeah, I get it. Loaded potato skins at TGI Friday specifically. I and get then it. I went and I was like, wait a second. Because it was like, it looked too greasy. It's too much, like. As soon as you throw chives on something, that's like, why bother? Uh, chives, <laughs> chives just looks like doesn't taste enough like a thing to be, be on a thing. It just makes it, it just adds green so that you can say like, I've got my vegetables for the day when you're eating a fried potato skin. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. I'm going to go back a hot second. Chives, I understand. Okay, you're not wrong, but <laughs> you're not right either. Uh, what? Chives have a flavor. That is a nice touch to a potato skin. I'm not saying they're crucial, but I do think they add like a little bit of like oniony nice to it that you're like, oh, this is I like this little kick at the end. Would I would I like get down on a a, a big like tuft of chives? Probably not. Like I don't know if I'd like I don't know if you're gonna catch me if you walk down to our kitchen ranch just like gnashing on some chives. 
but I feel like it's like you have a baked potato skin and you set a plate of potato skins out in your yard and then someone mowed the lawn as they went by it. You're just strongly anti-chive. I don't think that this is not true because I've definitely put chives on things you've had and you've been like, yeah, they're good. I think chives being, yeah, they're good is about as good as it's going to get unless you're like a bunny. And I do think you're right. It does look like grass clippings. They're about as as needed as uh, a restaurant that puts like serves their food on top of a lettuce leaf on a plate. Oh God. Okay, look, we're getting into a lot of like very, very important areas, VIA, which are <laughs> which are don't give me a lettuce leaf boat. Just don't just don't do it. It's always wet. Why is it always yeah. wet? It's always wet. It's like the chef in the kitchen. Was like dunk this leaf and then put on some like some chicken on it or something. It's like, what do you do? I don't want a wet leaf with my like, I don't know what that's even for. Lettuce wraps. Like, I guess if you're gonna get lettuce wraps, that's a thing that people get, right? Yeah, oh. but your dishwasher arrays so that the plates are clean, so you don't have to try to like protect my food from the plate. That's what right. I. That's that's the message you're sending. Yeah, I don't want that. I I totally agree. Like leaf under appetizer bad this is not the debatable but it's an important section we're in a we're in a we're in a quandary storm right now we're, we're like yeah looping all over the place to get back to nachos Here uh, comes. which is where we started nachos yeah. are a they're sloppy bologna because they're like a pile mm-hmm. of chips mm-hmm. with who knows what put on top depending on the place definitely cheese and we could have stopped there uh, sometimes people are like, and olives, and then you've already ruined it. Nah, you did it. What are you doing? Here's the thing, though. I don't think that nachos as an appetizer is bad. I'm just saying don't share it. Like, it's not. Yeah. No, no, no. You I'm never get. About, yeah, I'm talking about for sharing. Okay, like, okay. And you not... go to grab one chip off the top, and that chip on the top is connected to 40 other chips that are touching the cheese. So Always. You have no choice but to touch the cheese that someone else is going to put in their mouth. Yes. To chip off. Yes, there's always like this lava, this molten lava connective tissue of cheese that then ruins, like someone will pick one, it'll pull four nachos disbursement of cheese off, and then you're left with the wet, soggy nacho that has no topping, which is garbage. It's garbage. So like, can you share it? No, I don't think that nachos are for sharing. The only exception to this might be, and I think this is where we're lucky, Rance, maybe in like a partnership situation where you don't care if someone else's grubby mitt is like ripping apart. Yeah. Well, like we can, you and I could probably share nachos because we could like pull them apart and not be like, get your hand off of it. But if I'm going out with like, you know, my pals from work, I don't want your mitts all over. Yeah. I don't want your mitts all over my jalapenos or whatever the hell's on there. Yeah. Like if we were going to eat with your family. Yeah. Which is now at a, at a solid 15 if everyone's on board. <laughs> yeah. They're big. That's I'm big not family. sharing nachos with anybody else. I'll nah, order nah, other nah. stuff. Nah. I think maybe another good contingent or a good like a good contender for this answer is probably something like wings. If everyone eats meat, like I'm not saying that that's like an ideal appetizer. I'm just saying it's a good take one. Yeah. Like mozzarella sticks, potato skins, wings are all like grab your thing and we'll split them. Maybe egg rolls is probably Chicken one figures, that people have. Egg rolls, crab rangoon, that things. Crab things rangoon, for, yeah. Anything on the menu that you can read, uh, four pieces. And then it's like, okay, cool. There's 12 of us. Let's get three orders. Everyone gets a everyone gets a piece. Yeah. Um, another thing, another contender might be like charcuterie. That'd probably be okay because yeah. you can take what you want and make it, but you're not touching everyone else's everything's. 
if a charcuterie is done right, perhaps at Charcuterie Co. in uh, the local Powell area. Powell? They're in Powell, right? Yeah, okay. yeah now, yeah. Uh, then, uh, then, yeah, everything's organized in a way that uh, you can grab anything without touching anything else. I've yes. seen like, like meat and cheese plates where it's like all the meat is like laid out like a like if you take a deck of cards and slide it across the table. Yeah. So kind of like you you'll have to touch something else to get <laughs> something off. But a, a good a, a nicely done uh charcuterie uh where everything we're saying is. we're saying charcuterie because it's a brand here in in Columbus. Yes. But charcuterie is what we're talking about. Yes, of course. Charcuterie.com. Also uh, what's another like what's another horrendous pick? Do you have any other bad yeah, ones? Nachos. Nachos is my number one worst pick. Uh, fries is oddly close because it's it's again mm. hard to get in there, but it's 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 somewhere in the middle ground of like I could I'll steal a fry from anyone easy, but <laughs> I'd have to I'd have to make sure like who's who's eating here with me, um, what's going on with them. Yeah. I I God, what's another appetizer that would be bad? I don't know. I mean, you you really nailed it with like I, I don't know exactly what the uh like that, that wet lettuce thing derailed me and made me so mad thinking about it that I completely lost track of like what's another good kind. But you're right, the good ones are egg rolls, wings, uh, mozzarella sticks, potato skins, a crab rangoon is one you said, and I think maybe what's a downside? What's a bad one? Nachos. Uh, uh, I also got to really, be a sloppy one. I don't really get appetizers because when I go somewhere. I'm ready to eat the meal and I'm not like, uh, I'm never You're like a starter. Like to eat more than the meal I want to have. Do people order salads as appetizers to no. share? Well, Olive Garden is the closest, I guess. Or something like that. That's like family style where you'd order one to like take it yeah. out of the bowl. That might be a thing. What if I keep chatting for a second. I'm going to look up a menu of appetizers and see if I can tell you anything that I, Oh great! Uh, like we'll go through some that are garbage. How about that? Also, it's like what's what do you do? I, I haven't I've only eaten this this style like twice, but like tapas is essentially mm -hmm. all appetizers, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all all the carts and appetizers. How about this rants? Here's a here's an example restaurant. Here's one bruschetta. I think that can be done. Okay. I think so, because you're probably getting, you know, bruschetta is like you get bread and you put tomatoes on it or it comes that way. I feel like if if you have to do it messier, but whenever I've seen it come that way, it's been easy to grab. And there's a spoon probably if there is, you know, like there's it's not like you're like, again, cramming those gloves into like <laughs> wet tomatoes by yourself. Yeah. What Anything about. That, uh, oh, I just thought of something. Okay. Anything that has. Uh, like uh like chips and like spinach dip or I was just gonna say like the next one on this list is artichoke and spinach dip. Artichoke and spinach dip. So there you run the risk of um mouths. Who who are your sneaky double dippers? Yeah, double dip. Someone else in our in our live stream, uh people that are viewing right now in this impromptu cast is we had some people saying like double dipping, one of our friends Jody. Uh, wrote like double dippers are the worst like that's the bad the bad yeah. thing and, and people are looking out for like anything that's pretzels and cheese or like you dunk something and uh, oh man you put your like your mouth all in my dip now maybe if you didn't do it right yeah i mean i don't want your mouth in my dip 
No, man. What about uh, we have bruschetta, we have artichoke and spinach dip, we have stuffed mushrooms. Neither of us like mushrooms, but that seems no. okay. That seems like a thing you could take one of. No, it's bad because it's it's, it's, it's an awful it's an awful thing and uh, it's not good for the table because it's like awful for at least seventy percent of the people there. Oh, you mean wait, time out. You're taking a strong stance that seventy percent of people don't like mushrooms. That's right. You're wrong. I I am one of those seventy percent, but I don't think that that's an accurate count. Well, look at who we have here, and that's a hundred percent. So get, getting rid of thirty percent is probably more accurate. I don't think that's how you do percentages. <laughs> that's how I do percentages. <laughs> I feel like this might be tilted, slightly skewed. Yeah, uh, I, th I think anything that's like, and take this with I've been a fairly picky eater for a lot of my life, and there's a lot of, and I don't want to really load up on appetizers if I'm getting a meal. So I barely ever partake. Like, I have not had. Uh, we kicked Jody out of the thread. Uh, I haven't had. <laughs> She just said she loves mushrooms. Uh, I. Uh, Why are you reading those? Oops. Uh, I I have never had a jalapeno popper. Um, they are too spicy for me. So it's like things like that are like, it's either something that's like maybe too spicy for the whole table, or maybe a disgusting type of food that only grows in feces. Uh, who who can say? <laughs> <laughs> You can just throw that around. You can just throw that around as the reason you don't eat them. I like lots of things are grown in manure. That's how life is. No, but there's a difference between grown in manure and uh, only grows on it. Like, like also, okay. well, just, just trust me on it. Look, <laughs> rent, rent. No, here. I mean, I will say this though. You you've hit a really beautiful area, which is. I think that people uh, that do you know like when you go out to eat with some people that are like, we'll take a round of blank for the table and they don't like confer. I think that yeah. there's, I think that's a very outdated thing to do, by the way, if you're doing that, you should probably check in with your table because unless you're paying for everything, you just sound like an eighties bully uh, who's just like, I'll take crabs whatever you want. It's like, no, you don't know. If you're ordering things like fried mushrooms or like calamari for the table, you have not asked anyone what their food preferences are. A, yeah, mushrooms is a major divider, as are tomatoes, as are seafood, right? These are things that like definitely make people <laughs> furious that you would order it for them. And like if someone's like, oh, you're going to love the mushrooms. And I'm like, I don't like them. They're like, oh, just try them. I'm like, why do you think I don't know? Yeah. Why do where, you think I don't know? Where do you think I'm at in my life that I've never had a food before? Yeah, possible, I guess, but also like, do you think that's possible that you've never had a food before? I think it's possible. I've never had like frog's legs, or I've never had oh, anything. I see, I see. But it's like, still, the you, that's like, like the, the like the like braggadociousness of like I'm gonna have a we're ordering this for the table, and then it's usually followed with uh, let's split it cost wise. That's like exactly right. You want to experiment. Go for it. You can order it, but you you order it for the table, like you order a round of drinks for people. Not that's exactly right. Get a round of Midori sours and then break the bill, and everyone buys their own Midori sour. Thanks for saying Midori sour. I think that there's uh yeah, there's definitely like some kind of pretentiousness that comes with that. I'll get this, and I I do think also like when you order something like that, 
and assume that I'm going to, oh, you know, my biggest pet peeve rant is this. When, when uh, someone orders fish and they say, you should get this fish. Okay, I don't like fish. I just don't like it. I've tried it a billion times. I always retry it just to make sure I'm still wrong. I don't like seafood. I, I, name it. Tuna is the only thing I can get by on. It, it's rant's nose. It's, it's like, I, I will try, but I don't like it. Yeah. That being said, my favorite thing that fish eating people say is get this fish and I'll say, oh, I don't like fish. And they'll be like, oh, it's not that fishy. It is a universal thing that yeah. pescatarians say that they don't understand what fish tastes like because it's like it absolutely is. If it's not fish like, then why would I order it? Like, why, why are you getting it? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. The, the like logic is insane. It's like saying to them, like, oh, you should get this filet mignon. It's really good here. And they're like, oh, I'm a pescatarian. And saying, like, it's not that beefy. <laughs> yeah, you would never say it's not that beefy. You would never say it's not that beefy because it is implicitly beef. So when you tell me a fish isn't fishy, I want to know what you think fishy is. Do you think it means bad? What do you think it means? Because you've made the word fishy synonymous with, like, kind of a reeky smell. Yeah. <laughs> like a reek. And I'll tell you what I don't like about seafood is the smell of the sea. I like the sea, but I don't want to eat it. So, yeah. like, if I, I also don't like seaweed or, like, kelp. And I've tried those things, too, like algaes, just to be like, maybe it's, maybe it's fish. And it's like, oh, no, it's the sea. I don't like that flavor. Yeah. So it, I just think it's funny when people are presumptuous about, like, you'll like it. It really is true. Like, that's the only thing. I like yeah. the, I like, it's because you brought pescatarians into it. It's like, if you're like, what do you want to eat? They have a good burger here. Oh, I don't eat red meat. It's never met with, like, but it's a great burger. It's, yeah, like, yeah, you'd always, never challenge that. It's like, oh, okay, well, they have a turkey burger. Cool. Oh, you, you, should, have their, uh, you should have the turkey burger. Oh, I'm a vegetarian. You're totally okay. right. You should have this you know, fish. I don't want. I don't eat. I don't eat fish. It's not that fishy. Eh, relax. It's it's like less fishy than you're used to. Well, I don't want any of it. Yeah. Here's another classic that we overstep probably is like guacamole. I know you don't like avocado rants, but guacamole yeah. is probably like the double dip issue that we've had with uh, artichoke dip or anything like that too, right? Yeah. I'm trying to get any other like common. And that's a that's a tough one too because it's not just an easy dip. I don't think it's a thicker like yeah, it's tough. higher probability of chip brick and yeah, chip brick for sure. To like dig your dirty DBs in there to get your your, uh, <laughs> your chip out. DBs for anyone watching is dick beaters. Uh, Rant says get your dirty DBs out of lots of things, and we laugh and laugh. Oh, we have fun. Oh gosh. Shout out to your uh, Roth from Portland, Oregon. Yeah, this is like a thing that one of his childhood friends said to him, and it constantly comes up in our house as a funny thing to say. That being said, so let's go back again. Rance and I are on board about um, pickles, fine to share. Meatballs, fine to share. Antipasta, fine to share. Um, you know, mozzarella sticks, potato skins. Great, great, great. Great. We love it. Uh, probably if you're into like shrimp scampi or something like that. I don't like seafood, but again, that's probably okay to share because it's one at a time. But the key here, the contenders that suck are those sharing ones where you're ripping someone else's opportunities off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's one, Tara, that we both enjoy that I that I just now thought of as a as a potential threat. What is it? Edamame. Ooh, I love it. I love edamame. It's it seems like it's good because you can grab them separately, but also if you're not careful and don't grab them separately, you've just touched something that someone will like. 
I don't know how anyone else eats edamame besides putting the whole thing in your mouth to get the the soybeans out. I like I like pop them out into my mouth. You do? Yeah, but still, they're close to my mouth. That whole thing to get all the salt off it. Oh no no no. Yeah yeah yeah. Mm. Too much salt. Too much salt for me. But you're right. You you have this like refuse pile. Same for wings, where it's like the refuse pile is mouthy. Like there's just too much mouth sitting there on that table to get out of be discarded. You guys want to get wings? Uh that's that's a lot of mouthy refuse. I don't want to I don't want to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want that mouthy refuse. I don't know what to do with that. Here's, these are I feel like these are solid answers. Yeah. Also, okay. I think that crab rangoon is closer to the bad list for the table for me personally, because I will chomp them all. Well, that's okay because I don't like crab rangoons. And whenever Rance gets it, I'm like, Are you having fun? He's like, Yeah. <laughs> you having fun yeah but if someone yeah. is a big group and they got crab rangoon like someone's not getting crab rangoon because you're gonna take it all yeah i feel like i might be that person with guac because i like i don't think i realize and maybe maybe people feel like this like oh something is so good and you kind of like you kind of scoop it and go for it and then you're like man this guac is good is good is good and then you realize you're like majority guacing you're yeah. guacking it all, you know? Guac I mean, the Casbah. You guac the Casbah. Yeah. You know? Ready to guac and roll. Topical. Mm. Yes. Uh, Jody from uh, our live stream says, I should try Crab Rangoon because it's not too crabby. How dare you? <laughs> it really isn't too crabby. <laughs> <laughs> it is crabby. I can taste crabby. It is? Yes. I don't think it's crabby at all. I think it's just like... I think they put in a quarter teaspoon of crab and five tablespoons of sour or, or no, cream cheese. You're defeating everything that's you defeated everything we just talked about because if you don't think it's crabby, then why not just get cream cheese in a in a shell? I that's what I get. That's what I know I'm getting when I order crab rangoon. That's not true. For the not first time I had cream crab rangoon, I was like, I don't know if I want this. And someone I think literally got it for the table and I tried one. I was like, this doesn't taste like crab at all. This is cream cheese. Yeah, well, so I know it's you're a wrong. cheese shell. It's just places call it crab rangoon. Nah, I've had your crab rangoon to try it again, and it's just a big wad of crab with a bunch of cream cheese around it. Well, it's better than it's better than other things, but it's not it's not not fishy. But also, what do I never do when I get crab rangoon? I never try to get Shit. you to eat it because I know I'm going to chomp it all. <laughs> yeah, that's at a boy. I say have at it. Have at I it. I never have to say it's too crabby. Or it's not too crabby to you because it's. You did. You didn't even see it show up. It's gone. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Like, you don't need. You don't need any more. You don't need any more to to worry about me sharing your crab rangoon. I'm I'm gonna let you have it every time. Yeah. I I concede. Please have it. Yeah. I love this debatable. Thank you, Bridget Mendiuk from Columbus, Ohio, for submitting this one. Again, anyone listening, you can submit a debatable at itsnotashow.com. We have been really fortunate. We put up on our um, social media platforms, Rance and I individually, like submit some debatables, maybe like, I don't know, probably a year ago at the beginning. And yeah. we had so many debatables that it took us like, I don't know, 20 episodes to get through a lot of the biggest contenders. Um, so we're probably going to ask for that again soon on our social platforms. And you can always submit a debatable at your leisure at it's not a show.com. Rance, anything from you to end this beautiful podcast? I just uh, I just challenge our lovely uh, listeners to um, 
when they submit to know the difference between a debatable and a quandary, you're you're free to submit uh, either one, but just know what you're getting at of like, uh, this is like, what's the best um, appetizer is a, more of a, a quandary and a debatable is which, which is better of an appetizer. Crab but both of them work. They both work. I'm saying they both work, but I'm just saying like, if you really want the hot debates, give us that debatable. If you want the if you want the mm. spectrum of appetizers, give us a sweet quandary. They're both fun. <laughs> it's just fun to know the difference. Oh, thank you. Hey, thank you uh, to our listeners, our live streamers that jumped on, live people that are participating and just watching us be goofballs. Uh, we did this very last minute today because we thought, why not be live while we do it so we can kind of capture the recording and get it out there on any platform that we have. But we know a lot of people are kind of hanging tough in 2022 and, and social distancing and being careful during this Omicron spike. So we wanted to do something that was a little more interactive today, even though it was last minute and everything. So thank you. Our, our One of our, our uh, watchers from Cleveland, Ron Fatika, said, we look great and you've been writing all along. Thank you, Jody. Thank you to all these lovely people jumping into the chat. Um, we, we just won't have any and we'll be doing another one of these probably very soon but if you haven't downloaded other episodes go to itsnotashow.com we can find all of our backlog episodes oh. and if you uh, if you're if you're willing to do so please go give us a five on Apple uh, podcast and write a little review for us we love that stuff why not oh yeah yeah thank you all thank you bye bye, bye. bye.